Hi, my name's Tim. And I'm Cassandra. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the European, European Soapbox. We are three and a half-ish weeks away from graduation, and that's kind of a bittersweet thing to think about. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, I guess I've lost all concept of time <laughs> <laughs> this spring semester, but yeah, okay. So in this episode, we're going to talk about kind of what it feels like to be that close to the end of our undergraduate career. Um, and we figured we'd do this now before the stress of finals gets us, where relatively-ish done with midterms. And, we, and we, we got a knock on wood here to make sure that we... We do graduate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, I, I'm assuming we will. There's... I mean, we'd have to really mess up to not graduate. Yeah, we would have to fail at least one, two of our classes. I'd have to fail one of my classes. Really? I think. I guess I would have to fail probably one. We'll see. If I, I'd have to I'm fail not going to fail class. any of my Yeah, classes. yeah. <laughs> not going on. Don't worry. Okay. So what does it feel like for you? Um, I don't think it really hit me until I defended my thesis last week. Yes. Um, I felt like, for me, my thesis was kind of the marker for me being done. And now that it is yeah. done, I, it, it, I think, I don't. It is definitely bittersweet. Like that's the best way to put it. And I don't know if it's more bitter or more sweet for me personally. I I totally get that. And I I kind of wish that there was something that kind of tied it up neatly yeah you know because like there's graduation but like it's not really graduation right you know it's it's everybody stand up congratulations everybody sit down exactly and then again there are the departmental graduations where yes. you get your name called you might get a cord depending on your place and yeah yeah, yeah. there's a little more recognition but... definitely definitely i just felt I feel like because you know you know you have finals at the end of the semester you don't really know until you've taken that final how you've done right so i wish there was just a like a nice conclusion if there yeah. were like finals halfway through the semester <laughs> that would be nice so yeah. like and at that know, point you know. know yeah and you can like take it a little easier and like enjoy your senior year because i felt like this semester has just kind of be, been a daze I thought I kind of very yeah. agree, and right now I'm. I guess my midterms aren't totally done, but I have a few more midterms this week that I'm stressing papers, out so much. And yes, yeah. and I can't tell if the senioritis is going to take over, and I just don't do it until the last minute. It's, I don't know. The stress is up there. I mean, I I definitely have some senioritis, and <laughs> it it's just like a slow chug. Yeah, it's like that's a good way to put it. One day at a time. One day you don't really do anything. The next day you feel terrible that you didn't do anything, and then the day after that you do a little bit of work, and then yep. the cycle repeats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really what it is, and it, it really taints senior year. Yeah, it it makes it it makes it feel a lot different. But I guess we want this episode to reflect more happy things. and what it means to be a Tar Heel. <laughs> does okay. it does it mean anything to be a Tar Heel? Yeah. Like what, at, after your four years and my mm -hmm. two years, how do we feel about the university? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think I will forever be a Tar Heel. Like, I mean, for oh, grad yeah. school, I'm definitely going to UNC, but even if I didn't, I would forever, I guess, identify myself as a Tar Heel. 
Yes. And there, I mean, there are good things, there are bad things, but I'd say overall my experience with the university, with the culture of UNC has been very positive. If I ever watch a college sport, I will be rooting for UNC. Yes. And I feel like that kind of defines it. Really? As far as being a Tar Heel, yes. What okay. I'm more proud of is my education. And I, I don't... I'm just very glad that I was able to go to a university and have this experience. And I feel like I got a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably my biggest takeaway. Like, if anybody asks me, like, oh, why'd you go to university? I'm not going to say the, the campus feel or, like, right. the culture. But that's just me. I'm going to say I got a really good education. I would say especially, I mean, this does have definitely does not apply to everybody but the in-state cost of unc and the degree of education that we got like it is quite literally the best bang for your buck it was a good deal (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i mean i don't know how other schools are and their tuition rates but i want to say for an in-state north carolina student it is the best education you can possibly get definitely and i mean I guess I wasn't as social as you, but that was also <laughs> kind of circumstance-driven. I mean, during COVID, mm-hmm. it's a little harder to make friends than it is in person. Yeah. And so, like, I'm coming away from UNC with a pretty small but good group of friends. Right. And I have some wonderful connections that I can always reach back on and mm-hmm. talk to them about something. But uh, so that aspect for me wasn't as fantastic as probably was for you. I think I'm graduating with... A good core group of friends and a lot of friendly faces. Like, people that I would go up to and say, hey, have a conversation with, maybe get lunch with. Um, And, I mean, for for me, that's the biggest thing. Like, I can... This is very personal. But, like, I can go to the gym and recognize over half of the people there. Go up to them, say hi. It's not just the gym. Cassandra knows everybody (laughs) everywhere. It drives me insane. (laughs) I can wave to a bunch of people. I don't know. Also, Instagram. I feel like freshman year, you followed as many UNC students as you possibly could. So, I can definitely recognize some people that i follow on instagram. I've, I've tried to make make an effort of that like when i'm in class with somebody i like look up their name on instagram and try to follow them just so like try at least you have a or connection or actually? like i'll follow them okay or like i don't know if they accept it but like <laughs> in case i was like ever like that person in my class they seem to have this interest like i could reach out to them about yeah that. yeah um but i'm definitely not as extroverted as you are <laughs> or in a different way let's put it that way because I'm, I am yeah. a lot closer with professors than... <laughs> You're extroverted with your professors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're, I think the social aspect of UNC isn't the reason I came to UNC, but no. I have to agree that the academics were the main reason it was for pretty coming cool. to UNC. Yeah. And overall, I mean, my academic experience has been great. My grades have definitely like ebbed and flowed depending on what my major was at the time and my classes, my professors. But overall, I'm coming out significantly stronger minded and intellectually more gifted <laughs> oh definitely I came in definitely as. i feel like i've been exposed to a lot more things yes <laughs> we've been able able to make a podcast about <laughs> things that we've learned yeah. and do our own research yeah and like i feel that it's done very well in preparing me for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and yeah i'm I, i'm not as nostalgic as I thought I would be. You know, really? when everybody talks about like graduating college, you were like, oh man, this is like closing a chapter of my life. I don't get that. Really? No. I personally do. Like, maybe it's because I'm going to grad school. I guess that makes sense. But even after that, I'm not really like. 
Well, That's I don't crazy. know, but I'm because I'm not there yet. Oh yeah. But. <laughs> I guess I saw a lot of personal growth in college that it would be hard for me not to say like this is the end of the chapter. I've now I can see more. I can see how because you were on campus when you had that personal growth and in yeah. that environment while you had that personal mm-hmm. growth that you would connect those two because I felt like the personal growth I had in the last 4 years came outside of academics right. and school. Because I wasn't on campus right. and I had like that balance. Yeah. Or like not balance, but like separation between mm-hmm. personal life and school. Yeah. I mean, my first two years were living on campus. So everything that happened, I do not attribute to UNC, but to the social and resource connections that I made yeah. at UNC. Yeah. And I guess, I, I mean, I will go to grad school. So that'll be. I don't know if that will be, I guess, a continuation of this chapter. Like a little. I guess, I guess it's like a bonus. <laughs> yeah, a little bonus. The extended version of yeah. that movie. Um, and I guess it'll deter- like depend on what my next year plans are. But. Definitely. What, what are you going to miss most about UNC? Seeing my friends all the time. And that's something yeah. that I've been thinking about recently. Because they're all concentrated in one place. Yes. So yeah. something I heard from somebody was, who had already who graduated from UNC a few years ago was at graduation they were so excited and they were talking or I guess leading up to graduation they were talking to their friends and everything and then graduation actually happened and the next day they were moving to a different state mm. to go to work and they didn't make those like quote unquote appointments with their friends to say goodbye for the last time. So they didn't get to say really goodbye. And that kind of scares me. I mean, because it, it's kind of the last time where you're going to be in such close concentration with everybody that you've spent the last four years. Yeah. That, I mean, I guess I'd have to get good at making friends again. <laughs> like, yeah, you've got to start making new friends. Yeah. And that's scary. Like going from people I've known for about a fifth of my life, quarter, fifth Definitely. of my life. that now it's just gone yeah yeah that's just scary that is that is i i understand that i understand that feeling. i'm excited for it though like it's not something it's that not I'm something negative of. no right right it's all positive yeah is there anything you're looking back on that you either really enjoyed you're really gonna miss i really like unc's campus yeah because i i'm alone a lot of the time like, <laughs> on campus like i don't i don't hang out with friends that that often like mm-hmm. on campus or like study with someone so when i'm on i have a uh, 8 a.m till about 9 30 and then i have a nice little one hour break and during that one hour break i sit on this like the benches by the south building and mm-hmm. look over the quad mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna miss that you know because it, it's such a beautiful campus you feel academic and you find a kind of feel at home and i mean because i lived in chapel hill for so long i don't care about the nightlife or the restaurants right that aspect but i'm i'm gonna miss campus Mm -hmm. i'm gonna miss sitting outside because that's all i did during COVID. i didn't really go into any buildings (laughs) i'm gonna miss the the roof of the fedex building Mm -hmm. that beautiful view it's it's that kind of stuff like i'm gonna miss the place in terms of the campus the unc was actually a loose blueprint for a lot of campuses in the u.s i mean yeah and it's I mean, it's cool. beautiful. Yeah, it is very, very nice. Like the University of Delaware specifically, very like laid out, very similar. To really? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a very pretty campus, as it should be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I think that also the professors. I mean, I'm sure other universities and other places have the sort of support and mentorship that the professors at UNC provide, but it might take a while to find that same, I don't know if leadership being a role, like role model position that is the best word, but that sort of figure. I think it's just a good balance of all of those things. Mm-hmm. Like I, the professors I've had, they've been like approachable, mm-hmm. but professional. And then they're, they're like mentoring, but they're also there like they're hard on you. Yeah. Like they expect a lot. And they truly are UNC care. students. Right. But they, yeah, they're, they're compassionate. Yeah. It's so what was the, the best piece of advice that you would give somebody if they were starting UNC today? Or like, um, or like in the next cohort? I would say in your first two years, worry more about what you enjoy doing rather than what you want to be, mm. if that makes sense. Like if I had taken classes from the get-go of things that I enjoyed, I would be maybe possibly in a similar position that I am now, but I would have gotten there in a way that didn't stress me out so much. And yes, I guess in addition to that, if there are people that you're associating with that aren't bringing you like full happiness satisfaction and like the friendship you think you deserve you will find other people like there are so many people (laughs) at unc that like quote unquote dropping a friend there are going to be 10 others waiting in line for the person that you are if that makes sense that's cool what would you say so i will i was given this piece of advice when i was originally applying to college um Find a way to make campus small. Mm-hmm. Because when I walk through like the quad or something like that, or the pit, when I occasionally mm-hmm. walk through the pit, I don't know anybody of those people. And I, I doubt any any one of them knows me. Mm-hmm. And so if you find like your niche, it's kind of like what you said. Like if you find the things you enjoy. Or like for me it was the European studies major. Like that's something that I enjoyed, that I felt comfortable. And so I, I that's the area that I surrounded myself with. Like, it, just so it, it doesn't overwhelm you, because then you feel like you're a drop in a really, really, really big bucket. Yeah, I mean, on a campus with 18,000 undergrad students, I believe, like, yeah. it's, it could it's be huge. very easy it's to huge. get and lost. And you feel out of place mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But when you find, like, those little groups, or, like, a major, or a club... I feel like that's when you start to really feel at home. And you'll appreciate the experience overall more. Also, don't force it. Oh, yeah. It comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wasn't like, oh, I have to be friends with all my Euro majors. <laughs> no, it just, it clicked. And, and I feel like when that natural click happens, that's when yeah. you know you're in the right place. Like, it's okay to feel lost for a little bit. Like, that's a completely natural yeah. thing. Like, it will, it all works out. And that's something I wish I had known Definitely. earlier. Um, piece of advice, read your emails. Oh, yes. Please do read your emails. There's some really cool opportunities that come through inboxes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like fill out the surveys. Yeah, sometimes you can get paid for them. I've never what? gotten paid for a survey. Have you really? <laughs> I think I got, I got paid for one last week because it was like the end of uh, school one. Yeah. And everybody got paid, so mm-hmm. I didn't really feel special. <laughs> But, like, I, I was able to participate in a hiring panel as, like, a student representative. I was able to 
like go to a bunch of these alumni meetings just because I read an email and I was like, sure, I'll go to that one. Mm -hmm. And like, you don't need to go at everything. Don't go to everything. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't stress yourself out trying no, to go to everything. No, definitely not. Also, this is possibly just a me thing, but don't leave unread emails in your inbox. If you're not going to read them, just get rid of them. Oh my, you, Tim just made a out. face. <laughs> like, I read an email and then I move on. The important ones I flag. But like, if you've read them, mark them as unread. Just to like clear it out oh yeah because every time you know I, when you like click off of it it marks it as unread automatically yeah, but like i know some people that don't even read them and just oh yeah leave no them no there. i like, can't don't, do that i have zero unread yeah emails. i have to have zero and if i don't have zero that means i have something to tend to in the near future whether it be like an assignment due or yeah that's how i do yeah don't turn things in late no because if it's a paper ask for an extension it's always better to be communicative yeah. with your professors. I've asked for four extensions while at UNC. I think I've gotten every one of them. Yeah. I, d I mean, I can't count on fingers how many I've, <laughs> I've asked for, but they've all been granted. And I mean, it. yeah. Because I did community college for the first two years, let me, let me harp on that experience for a second, because I feel like it takes away... It doesn't take away to being a Tar Heel like you were, but it kind of adds a different element to it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't choose it. I would. I wouldn't choose a different path. Well, I didn't really have a different path, <laughs> but I wouldn't do it any differently. Transfer. It's great. <laughs> Go to community college. It was, yeah. It was a good deal, and it it was kind of a stepping stone. Yeah, I agree. I it, know a lot of people that transferred to UNC, and they wouldn't have done anything differently. Yeah. It, it's not. Don't let. People be like, oh, I applied to college, or like, I got in. T take your time and go to community college if you need that. It's not, not Nobody that Nobody looks of a down deal. on you for it. No, no. And as soon as you're in class, you realize, like, oh, a lot of people actually transferred. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a substantial amount or had some kind of transfer experience. Mm -hmm. And if you communicate that to a professor, they'll be like, okay, great. Like, I have like three other transfer students in the class. Like yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Nobody sees you any if, differently. If you need any help, they'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Overall, it was a good experience. Yeah. In my opinion. I have, I've enjoyed my time at college. In college. In college. <laughs> that, that's the one. Grad school. <laughs> I, I'm going to lump that into college. Really? I'm not going anywhere different. I guess that's true. That's true. We'll see how my next year yeah. affects my... Not not my vision as a Tar Heel or like my identity with it, but my chapter. Whether my I have a chapter Tar Heel Part Two, kind of thing. There you go, there you go. I want to see if there's anything else to add. What is something that an incoming student should not do? And this is how we'll wrap it up. Ooh, do you have something? I need to um, think. No, I was gonna buy some time <laughs> by having you think. I would say don't force yourself to do anything if that makes sense and it, i think it, personally and i don't want to like <laughs> i don't, don't want to be mean to anybody who did this but i know a lot of people who say rush sororities because it seemed like all of the cool kids quote unquote were doing it like if it's not your thing it's not your thing and that applies to greek life to any organization on campus to experiences that you might not be so i guess avid about experiencing so let things just happen within reason <laughs> do you have any K 
can I can I really judge UNC for a few minutes? Sure. Don't get involved in the politics of UNC. You have no control over it whatsoever, and so the only thing that you're going to do is work yourself up about it. That's what I did. So <laughs> it wasn't really the best use of my time. Like the amount of times that I would get upset at like a COVID rule or like another administrative thing, like it was kind of pointless. And you just have to let it go. Like, yeah, yeah, and like find the the path of no resistance. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Um, the other one, this is unpopular, but dining halls aren't worth it. Ah, oh, I am the complete opposite. <laughs> I would say dining halls are 100% worth it. Okay, because I don't live on campus, different experience. I didn't get it. Okay. Well, I, just, I just didn't get it. That makes sense. My freshman year and sophomore year, I had the unlimited meal plan and it was very helpful. Like even if I need lunch on campus, I'm not going to the dining hall. Well, I mean, that's because you don't have a meal plan. If you have a meal plan, like, it's it's different. Yes, but I just don't get it. Franklin is a great place to have lunch. Yeah, the food trucks but... are fantastic. And you can get it for a lot cheaper than a meal swipe. You can get the field, the a food A meal swipe on average in a meal plan is like 13 bucks sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on what plan you get. That's ridiculous. Very true. But, like, with Unlimited, I believe it's yeah, $10, yeah, yeah. a little under 10 Still, so. though. I've anyway my opinion <laughs> I will say whoa, 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 real quick on that I swiped into the dining hall like three to four times a day like I used every penny of if that. you do that yeah if you're just gonna go once a day definitely not worth it the unlimited specifically but like I went for coffee I went for a cookie if I wanted or I mean I did go obviously for every three meals but I mean th- these were my unpopular opinions so <laughs> my that is one of my unpopular opinions libraries aren't really it for me I'm the opposite. And it could just be an experience thing that we had. Figure out what you like. Yes. Look at that. (laughs) Pull the lesson from it all. Well, that was great. And so I guess that kind of ends our discussion on what it feels like to be a Tar Heel at UNC. And go Heels. Go Heels. The European Soapbox podcast reflects only the opinions of the authors and do not reflect the views of any affiliated and or mentioned organizations. We are students still in the learning process, so information should be taken with a grain of salt and not blindly accepted. The information is for informational purposes only and do not intend to serve as any recommendation. We do not intend to isolate anyone on this podcast and encourage diversity and differences in opinion. The European Soapbox stands independently from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. The authors are the sole owners of the rights to the European Soapbox podcast. As students, we ask for the opportunity to grow and improve in our podcasting journey and progression as individuals. If you'd like to reach out to us, send us an email at europeansoapbox at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted by Cassandra Alvarino and Tim Fry. All music is produced by Till Iringer. That's T-I-L-L-Y-D-E-A-N dot W-A-V on Instagram. A special thanks to our friends, families, and supporters.